Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The lights are out. The game is over. And we're ready to break it down. It's time. For Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7, The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up here from the Crown Royal Club at Oracle after the Golden State Warriors take a 2-0 lead over the San Antonio Spurs, 116-101. Of course, Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo, Smart Home Security, Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. I can tell you, boys, they were juiced tonight. First half, ah, you know, what? kind of what you said, Matt, that the Spurs were going to come out. They were going to be physical. They were physical. Kind of took it to the Warriors. But then the second half, the Warriors have so much talent that the Spurs couldn't play with them, and it's another blowout. This was a game where I thought the the – Warriors offense won in the game because they had a number of possessions tonight, the Warriors, where they just scored because they're able to make shots, long shots. And if you look at the ball game tonight, it comes down to the three-point line. That's all the game was. It's the three-point shot. The Warriors have really, really good three-point shooters for the most part, and the Spurs couldn't make any threes tonight. Warriors go 15 for 31. Spurs go 4 for 28. Ball game. Ball game. Can't win if you only go four for 28 from three-point range in the NBA. Yeah, and I kept asking for a uh, a ultra-aggressive Clay Thompson, and we're getting it without you've him. You've gotten exactly what you've wanted. Over. Yeah, no, he, yeah. he let the game come to him. All the shots were big. The intensity was there. Now, the Warriors did start slow. I was, I was like, uh-oh, this is what Steiny talked about. But they turned it up in the second half, and uh, I got to tip my cap to the Spurs. They gave a valiant effort, and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge showed up. But in in the end, it just wasn't enough. I mean, Matt hit the nail on the head. You're talking – you come into this building and you only hit four threes, you've got no chance. I mean, you absolutely have no chance. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. But – I will say this, their first half effort made me think, you know what, they might be able to get one in San Antonio. And I mean the Spurs. It's possible. It's possible. But, and I I think they might win a game in this series. I don't think it's going to matter one way or the other. But you just see, when you're a, a team that's got less talent than your opponent, the games are too long. Uh, it's like Brian Winters always used to say, uh, the shot clock's too short and the game clock's too long when you're not ev- when you're undermatched, and that's what the Spurs are. I mean, they got to play, they got to play so well for so long to beat the Warriors, and tonight they did it for about maybe half the game, and that's about it. Uh, they came out in the second half; they were up six at half, 
First three possessions, they get a bad shot, two turnovers, and just like that, the Warriors evened the game, and then the Warriors were playing for from ahead most of the second half. So I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really solid game by the Warriors because I, I think it's easy to cast aside the Spurs and the fact that they don't have the talent that the Warriors have, and that's that's true. But the Spurs played pretty hard tonight. They were aggressive. They were physical. Um, they worked hard on defense, but the Warriors just, just have too much offense. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Want your thoughts after this game on your way home? Hopefully, you haven't made it home yet, and you're still listening here on ninety five seven. The game. We'll talk to you at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. And you think about the San Antonio Spurs, Guru. I mean, this is one where you're walking out of here going, "What do you do?" One sixteen one hundred one. And I want to ask Donny this. I want to get your thoughts. I know the old adage in sports is you take what the defense gives you, but I don't look at the Spurs as a three-point shooting team, Steiny. So why take 28 threes? Is, is, is it a what thing are they to gonna, win? What else can they do? I mean, you can get a better shot, a, 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 a shot that you have you know, a better chance of making. You're not the Warriors. You're not prolific from behind the arc. We saw some old guys and Tony Parker. I felt like forcing threes at times, and I'm just wondering, okay, hey, maybe that was the shot you shoot it. But the Warriors got after him in the second half, man. That's the difference in this ball game. But 28's a lot, Stiney. I mean, I don't know what, what else they're really supposed to do. I mean, they milked Aldridge for all he was worth. Uh, I mean, Patty Mills, a three-point shooter. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you got to make some threes at some point. I, I don't know that, you know, it's a, if they go seven for 28, which is 25%, if they go nine for 28, it's a whole different ball game, and I'm sure they they shot 35% from threes from the regular season. So this was a really, really terrible three-point shooting night. But maybe you're right. Maybe they were open for a reason, and that's what the Warriors were looking to do is is uh, try to make them beat them from out there. And you can't say enough about Clay Thompson. You know, I mean, that's one thing, Guru, you talked about and you wanted to see more. And you think of his responsibilities that he has on the defensive side, let alone the offensive side. And when he gets it going, and, you know, back-to-back nights, he's quiet early. And then all of a sudden, once he gets red hot, he's absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, five three-pointers and both get ten three-pointers through two games made. 27 points game one, 31 tonight. And then I sat there and I what did I say to you? Just watch him run when he's trying to get his shot on the offensive end. And then you talked about it on the defensive end. He's guarding their best play. I mean, the dude is special, and he has been the one to me that has stepped up. Uh, in Steph Curry's absence, and tonight he was phenomenal. And there is that belief, and Steve Kerr talked about it after the game, and hopefully we'll hear from Clay where, you know, the thumb issue, the fracture in the thumb. Oh, my, I forgot about that. Allowed him to not play and rest a little bit. He looks fresh. I mean, he looks really good, that's for sure. I mean, there were so many plays tonight or, or periods of the game where you can just tell, I mean, the, the, the Spurs – have to do so. It feels like the Spurs have to do so much to get a bucket, and then the Warriors come down, and, and Clay can come off a screen and get a get a split second and knock down a three. It's not even really. They're not even really wide open threes. Uh, they're not necessarily contested, but there there are people around him, and he's just got a he's just got a knack for being able to get his shot off. He's got a quick release. He doesn't need much space, and. Those are the things that can really demoralize a team when 
you're working hard at one end to try to score, and at the other end, Clay Thompson's making threes after one pass and getting one more point than you're getting down at the other end. I mean, it's tough to it's tough to deal with that all game, especially when the Warriors are making one out of every two three pointers. And then early. What really kept you afloat is just how easily Kevin Durant got a bunch of twos. That's right. But the way That's he amazing. was able to score, I mean, it's just. What did I say to you? Effortless? You can't stop it. There's no way to stop. There's not. I don't know if there's really been anybody in the history of the game who could defend when Kevin Durant's got it going. You're talking about a guy that's seven feet, super athletic. I mean, how would you stop him? The. Uh... I think the Warriors lose that game tonight without Durant in the first half mm. because, I mean, he was just – you're right, Townie. I, I texted Dickinson, I think, midway through the second quarter, and I said, Durant is so effing good yeah. because he's really unguardable at times, no matter who who you put on him. I mean, even if the, even if the Spurs had Kawhi Leonard, I mean, he could – he could do as good as anybody in the league, but you can't stop Kevin Durant because he's just got a million different ways of scoring. And I tell you what, the the part of his game that maybe is the best part of his game, and it's one of the parts that he doesn't get a lot of credit for, is the, is his mid range game. I mean, he just doesn't miss fifteen to eighteen, nineteen foot shots, and he seemingly can get there anytime he wants. He was he was really really good in the first half. And then Clay hit all the big shots in the second half. Yeah, and uh, KD went to the free throw line ten times. Uh, Clay went two times. And Stoney, would you say that's just a facet to Kevin Durant's game? Do you give players credit to have that ability to to get to the stripe, and also that mid range game that you talk about, to where he was just on fire tonight? Dude is special. They brought him in here for a reason, and he had a quiet. I don't know if you guys would call it loud, but to me, it was a quiet thirty-two points. Well, really? I mean, I don't know if it was that quiet, but I mean, I just I I, I feel I noticed it in the first half. I didn't really notice. Uh, what do you have, what do you what's, what do you have at halftime? Sixteen or eighteen, something like that. Uh, I only have first quarter. So he probably in front of me. whatever. He probably had seventeen in the first, fifteen in the second, or something like that. I thought the first half was really when they needed him, though, because. Uh, they weren't really getting a lot of help. He wasn't getting a lot of help. He had 17 in the first. Yeah, so he, he did spread it out pretty well between the first half and the second half. Well, he's like the only – I mean, he's he's kind of all they got, and I, I, I'm i not going to feel bad for them, for God's sakes. These guys are great champions. They've had one hell of a run. But, like, Tony Parker has no legs. You can see it in his shot. He has no legs. And Manu still moves around pretty good. Had a good game tonight, For a guy Manu. who's yeah. 40. But you could just – these guys are great champions. What they've meant to the game, it's just to watch them now, watch them play like they're playing is kind of like you hate to see father time take guys' skills, but that's what we're watching. And, and I was shocked, Stani, that the Spurs had the lead at halftime. I, I thought that was a victory in itself. And what did I say? The game would be over by halftime. Guess what, people? It wasn't. My Twitter almost blew up. But, Stani, I want to ask you, what did the Warriors do defensively or did not do for Aldridge to be the beast that he was tonight? I mean, he's good. He's a, good, he's a really good player. And last game? JaVale McGee did a nice job on him. This game, it was clear that LaMarcus Aldridge could face him up and score some buckets, mm. and then he head-faked him on the defensive end. 
I mean, the other thing that was was surprising was Aldridge. I mean, he scored a bunch off Draymond too tonight. He doesn't seem to be uh, kryptonite. I mean, he doesn't seem to be as bothered by Draymond as he was maybe two or three years ago. I just it's it's just so tough for a guy like Aldridge when it, it, it's so frustrating for him to be able to play like he did tonight, and he was he was great. But just they just don't have anybody else he can rely on, and so you know he could have had forty tonight. They wouldn't have won the game just because teams beat individuals, and the Warriors have too many weapons. And without Kawhi Leonard, this team's this team's really diminished talent-wise, and they can't beat a team like the Warriors over the course of a series. And the question now is, can they get one game in San Antonio and force a game five back here? But I don't know. We'll see. All right, the number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. It's time to hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Let's go out to Bleacher Dave, leaving Oracle. You're on 95.7. A's win, Warriors win. It's a good night at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum Complex in its waning days, huh? <laughs> Man, the Marcus Aldridge was something else. He accepted the challenge that Pop gave him and really did everything he could uh, to put his, keep his team ahead at halftime. He was eating the Warriors up. You know, JaVale McGee with his Easter grill regressed to the mean. And, uh, <laughs> Whatever secret sauce that uh, Draymond and Marcus just, just wasn't working in the first half. Big credit to Steve Kerr for you know, deciding to bring the double on LaMarcus from the, from the weak side and it really jumped him and caught him unawares early in that second, second half. And I think that really helped to change the momentum and the flow of the game. Uh, but, you know, the yeah, Warriors you know, have been a... You know what, Bleach? You're right on that because he, he didn't... You know, he let Aldrich hurt him a little bit, and then when it got to the point where he needed to do something, he did it. And, you know, I see, this is where this is where I have a frustrations with the way people sometimes interpret the game. You know, LaMarcus Aldridge gets doubled. What's he supposed to do, take bad shots? No, he hits the open man. They made the rotations. They get the ball to the open shooter. They can't make a shot. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is doing exactly what he's supposed to do, Um but people might say, well, where'd he go in the second half? Well, it's it's tough to score when you get double teamed and you're not getting help. The defense changed. The thing about that with the Spurs is not only were they missing shots, they were missing badly. I mean, Bertans, uh, Patty Mills, all them mm-hmm. cats were were they weren't just they, it was just clang clang. I mean, there was one when uh, Anderson, Kyle Anderson was like wide open and was just like, yeah. I'm not going to fool with this and just, just pass it up. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good matchup, you know, for the Warriors. You know, hopefully they'll be able to, uh, you know, they, they kind of sank back and came out in this game with that lack of intensity they treated us to, you know, all the second half. Hopefully um, they'll be able to take it to them off, off the tip in game three and really just take all hope away from the Spurs and end this thing quickly, you know, so they can rest. But I tell you what, Warriors are the first team to two, uh, and there's still a long way to go, a long way to go in this thing. Tonight was fun. Playoff clay, greater than China clay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Bleacher. (laughs) You know, the other thing that 
I do expect the Spurs to shoot better at home, obviously, especially their role players. The guy who I thought – the guy who's been no factor in this series has been Danny Green. And, you know, he's a player who is important to the Spurs because he can stretch the floor a little bit with his three-point shooting, but – he didn't yeah, he, scratch tonight. He yeah, didn't he, have a point. No, he didn't, and he played 25 minutes. So, I mean, if if you can't make shots against the Warriors, you can't beat them. And I know that sounds obviously uh, logical, but if you run down the Spurs lineup, I just don't think they have enough guys who can score. I mean, Aldridge scores tonight, and Patty Mills scores a little tonight. Well, they needed Rudy Gay to score a little bit more, and then they needed – Bertans to make some shots instead of going one for seven. They just they're they're swimming uphill, upstream. They're they're running uphill and they're swimming upstream. There you go. Thank you. The Spurs are. I mean, you probably will never beat the Golden State Warriors going four for twenty eight from three point range oh, in tough. this building. Like, there's no way. I mean. Can you imagine how bad of a night the Warriors would have to have to lose a game where your opponent only made four? Four for 28. I mean, you look 14%. I mean, that's that's just that, – it's dreadful. It's and, absolutely dreadful. And I think uh, this next game in San Antonio, you just wonder, are they going to have the ability, the Spurs, to just shake this off? Or is that going to be on their mind when they hoist up shots against the Golden State Warriors who were down at half – and it was what seven five minutes into the third quarter, the Warriors had the lead, and they showed. You and the just, building then got into yeah. it, and it was over. But the Warriors, if I got a read on this team, I think they are going to welcome this opportunity to go on the road and show and prove another point that we have this, we got this. We're not the team you saw at the end of the season, as opposed to just being a fat cat and thinking we're up two zero. I think they're going to use this as another uh, test, Donnie. And we may see, the, you know, the lethal Golden State Warriors in Game Three. Let's go to Dave and Martinez. Welcome to Warriors Wrap Up. Thank you, gentlemen. Always glad to be aboard. My gosh, what a night for the Bay Area, right? I mean, not just the Warriors, but the A's and the Sharks with a blowout. It was just crazy. Anyway, yeah, the Sharky uh, scored eight goals tonight. If you didn't hear, eight different players too. Uh, I don't know that. I didn't watch the game. but See, I, I go deep with Sharks. Had hurdles. Just, uh, so yeah, the A, A, A's beat the White Sox 8-1 and the Sharks beat the Ducks 8-1. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, just wanted to follow up with Guru here real quick, just to back you up here, bro. I mean, no doubt about it, the game may not have ended by halftime, but it definitely is showing one thing that the Warriors have been prov- proving and that's the consistency out here. No doubt in my mind whatsoever, once they uh, make the return over to San Antonio, I think there's uh, no doubt they're going to have full control of this series and uh, take it all the way through the way how uh, uh, this whole series has been going. So that's what I got, guys. Peace out. I think one thing, too, that we've seen through two games is Spurs are the perfect first-round opponent for the Warriors. They really are, just because... The talent chasm between these two teams is bigger than it would be with any other team. I I think that the Spurs, even though they finished, what, seventh? I mean, they're the most offensively challenged team in the postseason, at least in the Western Conference. And that plays right into the Warriors, who in the 
postseason are going to pick up their defense. So I, I, they are just they're they're overmatched. They're making the best of it. They need a lot of things to go right for them to to beat the Warriors tonight. It happened for about 24 minutes, but they they need to do it for 48 minutes, and I'm not sure that they can. And when was the last time you ever referred? to the San Antonio Spurs is an offensively challenged team. And I'm just wondering, against the Warriors, how big of a difference, because there would be, Kawhi Leonard could make to where they would actually have a chance to beat the Warriors four out of seven, Stiney, if he did play. Well, he'd make a difference on no both. Doubt. He'd make a difference but on enough. both ends. I don't I mean – all I know is they were a plus 25 with Kawhi Leonard in, in uh, three quarters last year. You are correct, my and friend. And ever since then, they're probably a minus 200. So I don't know if he's one player would change this series. Don't forget the Warriors are without Curry. Uh, I, I think this. I think with Kawhi, with Curry, without Kawhi, without Curry, I think we're looking at a Warriors victory either way. I think it. I think it would be obviously tougher with Kawhi Leonard, but I'm not sure that the Warriors lose to the Spurs without Curry, even if they have Kawhi Leonard. This kind of reminds me of old school boxing where you had tune-up fights. Remember in your tune-up fights, you could go out and knock the guy out in the first round, but you didn't want to do that because you wanted to break a sweat. You wanted to go four or five. Get some work in. You want to get some work in. You want to get hit a little bit. And then about fifth round, <laughs> you knock the guy out. I mean, that's kind of what this is. It's like, you know, today you sparred with him, and then it was time to, to, to take the fight to him. They did, and San Antonio doesn't have a punch. They, they, do not, yeah. they do not have the ability to knock the Golden State Warriors or the canvas. Yeah, they ran out of gas. And also, too, we haven't mentioned Draymond, who I thought – brought an emotional charge. We sat by some people that I, I didn't believe. I don't know what you think, Steiny. I, I was with Townie. We didn't think that was a flagrant foul. But to be demonstrative like, like a, a gladiator in his Roman Empire and, and wave to the crowd while they went to shoot the free throw, I know that gets overlooked or frowned upon by some. But to, to a guy like me that knows, you know, passion and energy is, is 90% of the battle in whatever you do, the fans here just fed off that, and I think the Warriors' defense tightened up after that as well, and, and the Spurs wilted. I mean, with the new rules, anytime you you make contact with a guy's face or head, you're going to get a flagrant, even if it's inadvertent. The replay looked like you hit him. I mean, I actually, th- I actually think that the refs are uh, probably showing more restraint with Draymond over the last month, two months, than they have – during the previous part of the year. I thought tonight he was pushing the envelope with technical fouls a couple times, but he didn't get them, which is fine. Uh, but, I, you know, that's one point. He's got a point now. We, at, we were talking, what's the math on that? Is it four? four. Yeah, okay. you get four and you got a, you're suspended for a game. Tim Jordan was right. There's, uh, there's, uh, there's, two, there's the flagrants and then there's the technicals. If you get seven technicals in the postseason, then you get suspended. If you get four points in the postseason – you get suspended. It's tough to get a flagrant two, though. It really is in the playoffs. Uh, most most of the flagrants they'll call are going to be ones. Let's go to Jacob and Modesto. Good evening. You're on Warriors Wrap Up. Good evening. Uh, how y'all doing tonight? I'm well. kind of more worried about you. I'm, you guys continue to talk about Clay Thompson being a splash brother, but I feel like 
he should be stepping up as being, you guys act like he's a stepbrother, but he's been stepping up and been able to do whatever, I mean, he, he needs to do. His dad was on the morning show earlier and made a good point. I mean, he's, he's doing his role. He's doing what he needs to do. And I don't think that's enough talked about that. He's kind of held back being on this Warrior team. Well, you mean like taking a step back when it's Curry and Durant and Draymond? I mean, he's, he, he's doing what he needs to do. He's continued to always do what he needs to do. But when he, 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 he can, if he needed to, go to another team, do wherever he needs to go and be the superstar that we, we, we know he is, but he's a step, he's a splash brother, but when Curry isn't around, it's, he needs to step up, he needs to do that. He's, he's here, he's a, he's well, a splash he's, brother. Yeah, he's certainly done that in the first two games. I mean, he shot the ball, shot the ball spectacularly. I don't think, the, I don't think it's a time to talk about what happens if Clay were on another team and he were the best player, but... I just know that on this team, when they're fully healthy, Clay's the number three or four, and that's a championship team when he's your number three or four. It, it, it might be a championship team when he's a two. Yes, two. and uh, to Clay's credit, Stiney, he put the ball on the floor and made some plays for his teammates. Mm-hmm. I mean, couple alley-oops, what did I tell you? I said, we're not used to seeing that, Clay, but he was, he was in a zone. He's been in the zone the last two games. Beautiful sight. Well, he thrives in these games. He loves them. As some guys will wilt and they'll disappear, Clay loves, he understands. You know, that's something about being a, a kid that grew up around this. He understands when the bright lights come on what you need to do, and he's never been, he's not afraid, and he's never been afraid. And the other thing that I don't think is forgotten by anybody is what he does for your backcourt defensively. He is truly, I mean, it, it helps Steph out. It helps everybody else out. He's one of the best two-way players in the game. He's special, and when he gets his shot going, I mean, he's as dangerous as anybody. Yeah, I mean, I he's the player that I would take on my team any day of the week. Very low maintenance. In phenomenal shape. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, hey, the low maintenance thing's big. Definitely, especially on this team low because everybody's got their <laughs> everybody's got their role. You know, Durant's kind of high maintenance. Clay's low maintenance, Draymond's obviously high maintenance and, and the emotional leader, and then Curry's just the, you know, he's the center of it all. The balance is out. Triple eight nine five seven. We want to hear from all the Warrior fans. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Warriors take a commanding two nothing lead with a one sixteen a one one victory. We'll take your phone calls, and John Dickinson will be joining us from the locker room right here on Warriors Wrap Up on the home of the Warriors. That's ninety five seven. The game. out to KD and down the right wing he goes. Pulls up, dialing long distance and it's answered. A three ball for Kevin Durant. Now Durant, Draymond gets tied up with Gay. Durant rocks into a three. Got it from the left wing. Durant fires away. Another three. Just casually, calmly, like he does it every day of the week. I'm not a big screamer anymore. I don't beat my chest anymore so after every shot I just run down court and get back on defense and I can make it a loud 32 if I, if I, if I really wanted to I guess. But uh, that take a lot of energy out of me. Uh, but I just try to, you know, I'm not really flashy with how I play anymore. I just try to look for the best shot and be simple and easy with my game. And 
I guess it flies under the radar a little bit. Uh, but I'm glad that I can put points on the board for our team and try to help our team as much as we can. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. I don't think he is ever going to fly under the radar when you're that great. Kevin Durant. Did I say a quiet 32? Really? Well, he said it was. He said it could have been loud. Well, he said, I could pump my chest and I could do all that. I just, I don't do that anymore. That, 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 that's the veteran in him right there. Why waste the energy? He's special, though. It truly is amazing to watch him play. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's he's one of the best scorers in the NBA, and he he's one of those guys who can roll out of bed and get you 20, 25. Uh, he, he was spectacular in the first half, and then Clay took him in the second half. I mean, this was another game tonight where I thought, you know, they got a lot of good efforts from, from role players, but again, this game was won by the big boys, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and then throw in a little bit of Draymond Green, but but those were the those were the big two players. Clay and Kevin Durant brought this one home tonight. Let's go to Lee in Santa Clara. Welcome to ninety five seven. Hey guys, one name I have not heard from. I don't think any of you yet, which I'm a little shocked. Is Andre? I know what you can say. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say West. Go no, ahead, Andre Iguodala. And if we take a look at March 25th, game number 73 of the season against Utah, that was the only game all year that Iguodala hit three three-pointers. And he hit three of them tonight in the first four and a half minutes. Uh, that game was also the only time all year he made four three-pointers. And, of course, he ended up with four of them tonight. Um, so I really liked Iguodala's ball handling, the rebounds. Uh, you know, the threes are just, the you know the cherry on top of the of the Sunday here. So I didn't really see any weaknesses tonight, other than some of those first half turnovers. But to me, um, the switch has been flipped. This was a this was a really good win. Thanks, Lee. You know I think you got to give the Spurs credit in that first half. They they were they played a little bit like the Warriors did in Game One in that first half, where I don't necessarily think they caught the Warriors by surprise, but. Their defense was was very good, and they caused some turnovers. And I'll tell you what we saw, too, a little bit, is the Warriors were a little bit susceptible to some pressure uh, in the first half. They, they were trying to at least kind of jockey with whoever was bringing up the ball, if it was Iguodala or Durant, just to either occupy some more time in the backcourt or maybe to try to get them to – to start their offense out higher or with less time on the shot clock just to just to do something. I thought they I thought the Spurs played a real nice first half, but you get to halftime and you exhale and you say, we gotta play another half just like we did. And that's hard. That's hard. It was like when Jim Barnett, we had Jim Barnett on the show today and we asked him about the series and he goes, he brought us back to one of the series he was playing. And he scored 30 points in the first game. And, and his team won. I guess they beat the Bucks or the Lakers or something. And his teammates said, well, hey, you know, let's go get go, let's go, get, go out and get game two, Jim. You know, we need you to have another good game. And Jim said, well, I don't know if I can score 30 again in game two. And, <laughs> and, uh, and he didn't. And they lost four straight. But that, that's, that's kind of the way it goes. I mean, it's if you're – 
If you're not a superstar, it's tough to put together four or five good games in a series. That's why superstars are superstars. John Dickinson joins us from the locker room. And, J.D., uh, just some injuries that we should talk about. How's West? How's Iguodala? What do we know? Iguodala's doing fine. David West doing fine. He actually could have come back into the game with an ankle sprain that it, it looked like it could have been significant, at least initially. He stayed with Chelsea Lane and tried to work through it that entire time out. I think he wanted to stay in the game. There was, what, about nine, ten minutes to go at that point, and then finally went back to the locker room. And by the time he got checked out and it was deemed to be not too serious, it was already past the point where his rotation spot had passed. So he would have been in the game anyway, but he was available to come back into the game. So good news on the David West front. And Iguodala, nothing bothering him after the ball game. More stellar defense. He knocked down a couple of threes early, which proved to be critical uh, with the way San Antonio played in that first quarter. If he doesn't hit a couple of threes, that, that first half could have really gotten more out of hand for the Warriors than just being down six at the break. Man, no no doubt. I mean, Iguodala, is, he's, he's set a tone now two games in a row. He's almost like a mini version of Draymond Green in the backcourt. And um, you know, that's an unbelievable luxury to have when you've got a player like Andre Iguodala who's been a starter in the league for most of his career. He can come in. Not only can he come in and start, he can come in and play point guard. I mean, the guy's a small forward, and, and he's coming in and playing point guard, and he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, just, just, I'm going to start calling him the schnooker because – I mean, it's a joke, the difference between Iguodala now and Iguodala in the regular season. It's a best joke. Best possible job ever, man. And one of the big conversations, Matt, that we always have, because you're always yeah. the first guy to, is Iguodala, is, is this the downturn? Yeah. And it may be the regular season downturn, but he's just always ready to go when the playoffs start. He just rises to the occasion, and he's a guy that's been such a terrific player overall in his career. I mean, he's been a star on a team. He's been a, an Olympian. He's been a, a guy MVP. like and he's but he's yeah, but then he he comes here and it's he's starting that first year with Mark Jackson but comes off the bench and and just makes it into a, a role in and of its own. I mean, it's it's so impressive and he's as important, I think, as the fifth guy as the four all-stars are in his own in his own way with everything that he brings to the table. And we got to see him, Stani and I, at media day, and you look at his physique and his body, it doesn't match his age. I mean, he, the guy obviously takes pride in his, in his body, and I'm just thinking I can't remember another player that plays possum with the regular season and then hits that. We talk about switch. He has a switch. That he hits come playoff time to five three-point field goal attempts, that lets you know Andre is feeling good and he's being aggressive and he thinks he's going to make all five. You know, one guy that I did think did it, it just going back in recent memory, was Robert Ory. I thought Robert Ory That's was a, a guy. Call, it reminds JD. me a little bit, like, <laughs> in the regular season, you're like, who is this guy? What is he doing? Whether it was with the Lakers or the Spurs, he was a pretty good player early in his career with Houston. But, but Ory in the Lakers-Spurs version, you're like, this guy's got nothing in the tank. And then he'd be hitting – Big shots and making plays in playoff it, It's games. a good call, but the difference, I think, would be he's just making big shots. We're, 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 we, we have Andre Godala miss, what, six out of the last seven games with a knee sprain, and all of a sudden in game one you're saying, go play point guard? <laughs> I mean, think about that. I mean, 
We were looking at him, and, and that is the thing. I mean, you just don't know when somebody, you know, when Father Time takes their skill, and you're not sure about Andre. Next thing you know, he's playing point guard. Well, I think the one thing that really helps Iguodala is that the one thing he doesn't have to do is score. He doesn't have to score. So every time he does score, it's hugely helpful. But Iguodala, like everybody on this team, benefits from the teammates they play with. It's just so much easier to play with great teammates than lousy teammates. And I know that's another thing that sounds obvious and logical, but Iguodala can come into a game when he's playing with a Thompson or Durant or when Curry's healthy, and he can determine what he's going to do to help the team. Uh, other, other guys, when they come into the game, they have to they have to lay it all out there. They have to play as well as they can in all categories. Iguodala is able to kind of pick and choose, and he can put scoring on the back burner if he needs to and put defense up higher. I mean, he's, he's really the perfect sixth man for this kind of team, no doubt. Warriors with the win, 116-101. to They're up 2-0 on the Spurs. Now what do we expect heading to San Antonio? We'll break it down right here. Warriors wrap-up right here on the home of the Warriors. That's 95-7 the game. You're listening to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. And it's now time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Ball goes to Thompson, double, but he shoots over the top of it anyway, because he's Clay, and he can, and he knocked it down. Because he's Clay, and he's can, and he can. Well, if you're going to have a play of the game, you have to have a stop of the game, and stop of the game presented by. Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Murray off the screen. Hesitation. Stripped by Andre. The best hands in the business. He's got the steal on the break. Andre waits. Downstairs Draymond. Lobbed to McGee. Lays it in. The Warriors retake the lead. Best hands in the league. Wow. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, and John Dickinson after the Warriors take down the Spurs 116-101. to Do we agree? The best hands in the league? I got to think about that. I'll tell you what, I'll give you an answer sometime from 10 to 12 tomorrow morning. How's I that? I can't wait. Steiny and Guru, 10 to, 10 to noon. I'm going to say in the playoffs, he's got that. I'll say this. The Warriors have a lot of guys with good hands. They really do. The guy we haven't talked about tonight was David West. He was he was really good tonight, not just because he didn't miss a shot, because he didn't miss a shot, but I mean, he's just got a way of he, – he does not get taken advantage of in the low post. He just, he just doesn't. You may score off him once, maybe even twice, but you cannot consistently – Get over on David West down there. Because he's a grown man. That's what he I, was. I mean, that's what I mean. When you think about David West, you think about toughness and you think about bringing in attitude and, and veteran leadership, but that man's strong. 
There's no doubt about it. And timely points, too. I mean, again, the bulk of them in the first half when the Warriors didn't have much going. I mean, it was Durant with the the quiet 32 or the methodical approach to the offensive night that that Steve Kerr alluded to in the postgame press conference, but it was also – David West, when nobody really had anything else going, it was Iguodala early, and then Clay joined the party in that third quarter in the second half. And it's time to hear from Coach Kerr, brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free to sellers. I thought we just met their level of uh, physicality and force. I mean, they just took it to us the whole first half. They were tremendous defensively. Um, You know, that's the... I think the second best defense in the league statistically, um, and they showed it in that first half. They got after us. They took away everything we were trying to do. Uh, so in the second half, I thought we matched that effort level, that physicality, and uh, were able to get the upper hand. And obviously, we had a lot of guys do some some great things out there. Uh, Steve, how's David West doing? Uh, he said it's not too bad, so that's a good sign. We'll see what happens. I, I know you uh, kind of regularly talk about how you don't care how Andre shoots because he does other stuff, but when he is hitting four threes in a game, hitting three threes in that first quarter, what does that? What bonus does that provide you guys? Well, teams are going to take away certain things uh, from us, and, and uh, they're going to make us you know, beat them in other areas, and that's one of them. Sometimes they'll leave Andre open or, or Draymond, and you know, so when those guys hit threes, it's, um, it just opens the game up for us. Come on, when Iguodala's hitting threes, if you're Greg Popovich, you know we're done. If, 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 if Iggy's knocking them down, come on. Well, the thing is, they weren't done, though. He was knocking them down, and they were actually playing well in that first quarter. And I think part of the game plan tonight was, okay, Iguodala, you're going to hit three in, in the first quarter? Well, we're going to bet that you're not going to keep making them throughout the course of the game if we, speaking from the San Antonio's perspective, can keep other players down in the first half they were able to do that with clay thompson not so much kevin durant but i think that's the guy you live with early because you know he won't make him late iggy had four the san antonio spurs as a team had four that's trouble you got no the second part's the big big problem no chance so what do you think guru what do you expect in game three uh you know what i I told you at the beginning of this show i tip my cap to the spurs it won't be a walk in the park but i think the warriors are going to use this more as a barometer to see where they're at and just suffocate the uh, the San Antonio Spurs at home. So the Spurs will jump out, have a lead, but the Warriors will catch them just like they did at the six-minute mark in the third quarter here tonight. I'm not even going to ask John Dickinson because he already said it was a two-game series. It's over. Love that. You predicted that already. Two-game series, it's over, although I'll say this. The Spurs are, are more likely to win one game of the next two than I would have originally give them, given them credit for. The I first half in San Antonio, this game three, what are they going to look like in the first half? Honestly, I think they'll look like they did tonight in the first half, and maybe they'll make a couple more shots. I mean, to me, the question all along was whether the Spurs could win a game or not. Uh, tonight, I think, was a little bit encouraging. See, at least tonight, I believe the the Spurs can look at the look at the box score and say, "Hey, we make some threes, we win the ball game tonight." And you know what? They're not wrong. Uh, game one, there was nothing in the box score they could look at and say, "If we would have done this or that, we would have won the game." 
Barkley says it, role players play better at home. So let's see if the San Antonio Spurs can give LaMarcus Aldridge some help and Rudy Gay some help and see if they can make – Danny Green's got – Danny Green's a big big factor. He's had a bad team. year, though, Stiney. Yeah, and, and, and he's got to make some shots. Didn't he used to be able to make shots? Man. I thought he did. What he was happened a big to part of what they I did. I thought Patty Mills was able to make shots. I mean, he made some tonight for the first time. Uh, but, I mean – Tony Parker used to be able to make shots, too. Phil Negro, huh? He, he threw a knuckleball <laughs> tonight on a three. It was just bad. And just a quick one. The Warriors, no practice tomorrow. They're going to fly to San Antonio on Wednesday, and as they typically do when the two time zones away, they fly and then they practice when they get off the plane. So they'll bus to the arena or a gym in San Antonio. They'll practice on Wednesday, and then, of course, game three of the series on Thursday night. Uh, incarnate word, that's the big one down there. They that's like possible. To practice. <laughs> that's possible. They may have the AT&T Center available. A lot of times it is in the playoffs, but you're right. It, it may have to be a, a small or, college. Or University of Texas San Antonio. That's, How about the Alamo Dome? Just rent out half of it. J.D., if you had to bet, do we see McCall at all in the playoffs? Right now I would say no if you had no, to bet. That's where I'm at. Really? Wow. Not at all? He looks pretty banged up. I mean, he's still – limping around, and, and he looks like a guy that's hurt, honestly. I, at this point, I would they say no. You can't even expect him to come back wow, at this point. that's sad. Because we still got a long way to go if they well, keep going. I mean, you're talking about into June. No, and he. I think right now the, the goal is to get him ready for training camp late September, October. Yeah. Anything else, I think, at this stage is a bonus. Final thoughts? I think it's been a good start to the playoffs for the Warriors. I think it started – on a positive note, before the tip-off of Game 1 even happened with the matchup itself. So, I like where the Warriors are at. I think if you're a Warrior fan, you got to feel good about where they're at, especially how the, after, they, uh, after they ended the season like they did. The trolls tried to come after me. I got a little nervous at halftime <laughs> saying I jinxed, but uh, my profile needs a sweep, so let's go Dubs. I, let, let, let's close this thing out in four. And make sure you listen all day long on 95.7 The Game. We'll be wall-to-wall talking Warriors and Spurs. Warriors with the win, 116-101. to 101. They take a commanding 2-0 lead over the San Antonio Spurs. Fox Sports Radio will take you the rest of the way. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.